In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. In today's gospel reading, because today is the fifth Sunday, so on the fifth Sunday we always read the reading of the feeding of the multitude, the miracle of the feeding of the multitude. And I wanted to reflect just on one specific part of, of today's gospel reading, uh, which is actually the very first verse in which we read, Then Jesus lifted up his eyes, and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread that these may eat? Um, so I want to reflect on the virtue of care this morning. Uh, care for, uh, for others. We can think about care in the context of so many different things like caring for my family, caring for my service within my faith community, um, caring for the livelihood of others. And we see that the Lord, he, there were three components to the miracle today, which is that there is a desire, there is the response, and then there is the goal. And there's this, always this process as part of one's way of responding to humanity, responding to one's obligations, one's responsibilities, is that whether I have a desire, and, in, and as we saw this morning, that the Lord... He lifted his eyes and the first thing he thought of is, I want to make sure that when these people come, that they're taken care of. And then there is the response, which is coming up with a plan. And then there is the goal, which as the Lord, he made it clear to them that the goal at the end is still their, their salvation. That's why on the, the next day when they came to him, he said, you're only coming to me because you're hungry. And so, um, and I say, I say the virtue of care to, to sort of be distinguished from uh, mercy and compassion. And I don't want to generalize that mercy and compassion don't have desire, but um, mercy and compassion can be given despite any tension within my heart and my will. That I may have a will to do something good, but it doesn't mean that it is my desire. It doesn't mean that it's there. So you could argue that maybe mercy and compassion don't require that element, whereas care uh, is different. And we, we even read about care in the Synexarium today when it said that the angels cared for St. Athanasius when he was on the boat. Um, Care, as Christ displayed, is that there is this synergy between the heart and the mind. There is a synergy between the heart, the will, not a response to a plea. Like even in the Bible, when, when the Lord was speaking about how if someone knocks on your door, knocks on your door and nags at you, eventually you'll give them something. Right? This is different. This is that the heart is in synergy with the mind. In some institutions, we, we use this measure of care. We use the virtue of care as a means by which we measure um, different things, like, for example, the hospital. Right? If we say, what was, your level of, what was the level of care that you received? And so we measure it based on whether we felt that at the hospital <clears throat> that those who were taking care of me whether they wanted me, they desired that I be brought back to good health. You know, maybe some doctors might be, you know, 
when I read some reviews for doctors, not doctors here, but some doctors, like when I was searching for my own doctor, it's like, oh, you know, bad, you know, bedside manners where it's like, uh, you know, they just want, there's a response, I have a plan, and then there's the goal, which is good health. There's no desire. It's like, I don't really care about you, but I just, I will do my job. The good doctor isn't waiting for you to tell them what you want them to do. The good doctor sees and knows immediately what they, what they should do to bring you to good health. And so the Lord looked to the people as they were coming. And despite, despite the fact that the Lord knew that by the next day they would come back to him solely because he fed them. And yet he still looked to them with this desire to care for them. And so, again, as we kind of go through this reflection, we can think about how, how I care for my family, my service, my livelihood, the, how I look to the livelihood of others. And the first characteristic of care that we can think about is the willingness to sacrifice. Um, care accepts sacrifice by taking the brunt of the risks in the in the example of hospitals for example that um we we can think back even during the time well we're still sort of covid but when it was really bad right that uh the doctors were putting themselves at risk in a time in which there was many unknowns and yet they put themselves forward sacrificing proximity to their own family, putting their health on the line for the care of their own patients. And so that creates a lot of inconveniences in their own life. And yet they were willing to make sacrifices uh, and to, and to um, compromise inconveniences in their life and, and also a lot of pain in their life in order to serve and to care for other people. And the Lord, he equates, he, he creates this relationship between sacrifice and, and um, rejecting, in, and rejecting conveniences and how it is, it is the true image of care. And it is also the expression of love. The Lord, he asked Peter three times, do you love me? And of course he responded and said, I love you. And the Lord responded and says, tend my sheep feed my sheep. And so he connects this point of loving him and tending to others um, and to care for them. And so he teaches, what does it mean to care? So tend my sheep, take care of my sheep, feed my sheep. And so he gives, the, he gives a clear answer for what does it mean to care? And he says that he is the door of the sheep. And so the door of the sheep is the door, if you think about, you have this sort of fortress. What is the weakest point of it? It is the door. It is the place in which it is the, it is the place that takes all the blows whenever someone tries to come and to hurt the sheep or to take the sheep. And so he says he is the door. And we are also called as part of our way of caring to be a door. That means to be the weakest point. That means to take all of the hits and to, and to be the place in which people want to, uh, to go through in order to uh, attack 
my family, my life, my service, and, and so forth. And so we have to be willing to sort of be beaten in order to have care for others or to have this desire to care because I have accepted this also this this life in which I do um, take the blow for, for, for on behalf of others. Father Matthew the poor, he says that a good shepherd is alert and vigilant and thus the wolf cannot attack. However, if the shepherd is hidden under a blanket, of course, in the cold of the night, meaning that they are lying in comfort from the cold of the night, a nice convenience, then certainly the wolves will attack the sheep. So when our life is, is filled with how do, I, how do I make things convenient in my life? How do I just focus on a response and a goal? But I don't have a desire because maybe I have too much comfort. I want to make every way as easy as possible. The other characteristic of care is, uh, is when we're willing to give time and presence and not money. In, um, in the first, in willingness to sacrifice, the enemy of sacrifice is laziness is convenience. The enemy for time and presence is, is money. And in our society, of course, we equate the two, right? We say time is money, but it's not, right? Time is time. Time is you. Your presence is much greater than money. Money is some, something we simply earn if we work, we labor within a time period. And so, this tends to happen when it comes to caring, even in the context of, of family, right? How many times do we hope that we could just buy our, you know, buy our family members to just keep them quiet, you know, to be able to get a few minutes of relaxing and rest? And we want to do it sometimes even unintentionally, where we say, well, this is how I'm going to show you that I love you or that I care about you. But in Christ's imagery of the shepherd, do you remember what is, what is the, the one identifier for the sheep? How do the sheep identify the shepherd? Do you remember? Do you remember? The voice. The voice. And so it is the real presence of the shepherd that brings care, a sense of care to the sheep. Uh, there's one of the bishops, he was sharing a story in Egypt. There was another bishop that was, uh, they were together and they needed to leave extra early in the morning for this bishop. He needed to, um, to be somewhere and they needed to leave like by 6.30 in the morning, exactly. And so, um, he was saying that as this bishop was coming out to get in the car so that they can go, that this man came to, was walking to that bishop, and he, the bishop just extended his arms and he said, Habibi, my love, come. And he embraced him, and then the he took the gentleman on the side and spoke to him for an hour. So, of course, now this bishop, who's late, and I'm sure the other bishops are annoyed because they woke up early because of this 
other bishop. And now they're behind an hour. And finally he finishes with him and he comes back in the car and they go. And so one of the bishops says, oh, you, you, know, this, you know this gentleman? He says, no, I've never met him before. He says, oh, well, but the way you greeted him was as if you've known him for a long time. And so, uh, so he explained to him that this man, he was, he was planning to have committed suicide that day. And, he, and this was his last resort. And so he came and he found a shepherd. Someone who was willing to, someone who, who cared about him. And of course, thank by, by God's grace that he is in good health today. But the point is that why is he in good health? Because someone cared for him. Someone desired to do something. <clears throat> so we may find that this is what my children, my service, what others may need more from me. To be present, this, to be present despite the inconveniences that they may cause, despite some of the other things that I may have going on in my life. And fighting against inconveniences, it creates a real change in the, in the person, that there, this labor, something that I don't want to do because it requires more work, and we're already all overworked, but, I, but to do more work is... is stressing is, is stressful and yet when I do that then my my care is different it is a true care that has a desire because now I've changed uh, Father Matthew the poor he he was sort of giving this analogy of how the overworked cow begins to produce less milk that the cow that doesn't move um, is relaxed and produces an abundance of milk whereas uh, versus the cow that is overworked. And he's saying how its character changes. It produces less milk. There is a true change that is happening. And is the same with the Christian who labors. That there is a change that occurs that allows the Christian to enter into the joy of your Lord. As is said in Matthew 25. So it, it allows us to recognize that for the people closest to us. Money is not where the value is. That there is something deeper. That there is a true presence that is needed. I heard a, someone was telling me from a, a, a different church that uh, you know there was this person who was wealthy who was feeling ill, and so some people said, "Well, let's you know let's arrange to maybe have some." some food or, or some, something sent to them. So one of them didn't know who it was, who it was going to. And so when they, when, they, when they realized, they said, well, why, why would I do this? The person is wealthy. They can just, you know, order food. They can get delivery. They can afford this. Again, money became the convenience, money became the solution. But what about when the, when the presence of your community comes and says, we wish you good health, we wish you well. 
It's not even in the food. It's in the voice of the shepherd. It's in, it's in all of your voices. It's in all of your presence. The third characteristic is the intention of holiness. How do I know if I truly care, if my care for, for others or for my family is geared towards, well, I just do whatever is convenient for me. Sometimes, again, it's unintentional, but how can I sort of determine that? I can ask myself, what is my, do I want to satisfy someone else's expectations just so that I don't, I just don't want to hear it? or I want to buy my way out of responsibility, or uh, maybe to satisfy someone's expectations so that I can eventually get something back in return. But we see the Lord's intention was to make an offering because he loves his people. So where did he draw the line? It was, again, the next day when Christ told them that you're not here for me, you are here simply because yesterday I fed you well. And so, care cannot be confused with, with negligence. And the cutoff is when maybe we enable, when we enable others. But sometimes that becomes the first thought or first assumption towards someone else or in our service. You know, well, you know, they just, they're just trying to take advantage of me. Or sometimes we do this with our children, like, no, they're just playing me. And so care, of course, isn't irresponsible. It is important that we care also for the first and foremost for the spiritual well-being of, uh, of others and also myself, which brings us to the last point, which is self-care. The Lord never promoted care to mean the denying of self in that I neglect myself. And if we read even right after the feeding of the multitude, cle clearly there must have been, a, that, that miracle must have been exhausting and overwhelming. Imagine 15 to maybe 20,000 people and, what they, and, and all the ministry that, that the Lord himself went through in order to bring salvation to humanity and yet, after the miracle, he went to be alone with himself. How, how, much do we, how much do we care about ourselves? If we think about all of these characteristics of care that we, went, that we just went through, it's not just towards others, but also to myself. If I don't care about myself, then the likelihood of me being able to care for others is really unlikely. So I have to have some time in which I myself am nourished, that I myself am willing to sacrifice the things that I care about, my, maybe my own, personal, my own personal things, to sacrifice them so that I can be cared for. To maybe, you know, not try to find that maybe this next, this next uh, device or toy is, you know, I want that so that it can make me happy. Well, sacrifice that so that I can be nourished. 
care care is not from is not based on what things will make me happy but care is is that i i close myself off for a little bit of time so that i myself can can grow and then i can care for others because then i know what care is even the lord who in his humility he took on humanity and and took on the limitations of humanity and by doing so he he needed to he needed to learn that the, even the angels came to minister to him he dedicated time in order to be ministered to by the angels so again the virtue of care is includes a desire not just the will but a desire that again as we as we read then jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing a great multitude coming toward him he said to philip where shall we buy bread that these may eat the first thing he thought of is what can i do for these people who are coming who are in need to be taken care of the characteristics again willingness willingness to sacrifice giving time and presence over money focusing on holiness and allowing for self-care to him be the glory both now and ever into the ages of all ages amen